You're listening to. Welcome to Asians in Baseball with your hosts, Kim Cooper, Naomi Ko, and Scott Okamoto. This podcast celebrates Asian and Asian Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander American baseball players in the MLB. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Asians in Baseball. Uh, We were off last week, so we've got another enormous episode ahead of us. Um, So put this on two times speed and buckle up. Here we go. Um, I'm Kim, one of your hosts. I'm joined here again today by my other two fabulous hosts, Scott and Naomi. How are we all feeling on this fabulous Tuesday? We are feeling great. Yes, it's a great, great Tuesday. Hear the enthusiasm in my voice. Told- That's right. It was, Naomi's, it was Naomi's birthday on Saturday. She Yay. turned 70. And <laughs> yes. And she looks good. Folks, she yeah. looks great for 70. Yeah. Yes. The Korean jeans, so, really, really yeah, good. Yeah, Asian don't raisin. It's, yep. uh, right. it's the soju. It's the kimchi. It's not a 10-step K-Beauty skincare plan. It's the 70-step K-Beauty skincare Ooh. plan because, you know, Ooh. it's hard. It's hard to be 70 years old and still look like you're 19. So, yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard to 19. be 70 and still look like you're 32. <laughs> <laughs> or 19. I'm just kidding. You still look like you're 19. Thank you. Nicer skin than everybody I know, quite frankly. That's right, because I spent a shit ton of money on my face. And you know what? The investment, it it's it, it's there's a payoff for it. I don't. Shohei will notice money. eventually. <laughs> That's right. Naomi's skin is going to the glisten is what's it called? Um, what's the glow called that people want to have? The glass skin or whatever. Oh yes. The glass skin is going to be so bright that Shohei will be able to see it from Anaheim. That's That's yeah. how good it is. That's just all what glass a girl wants. Skin? That's right. Well, let's just get into it because um, it was Naomi's birthday. And Naomi, let's let's go ahead and start with um, the big game that happened on your birthday. Very exciting timing. It, and of course, it was intentional. It was a gift. But yes, you know. it, it was a gift. It was as if the stars aligned for this one moment on August 27th, which is actually my real birthday. Um, Shohei Otani took the mound at Rogers Center in Toronto playing against the Blue Jays and let's just we we kind of have to talk about how the Angels swept the Blue Jays this weekend it was quite surprising um the day before on August 26th our boy Mitch White you know we're always rooting for you Mitch White so hopefully after this conversation um you will feel the boost the Asians in baseball get the bump yep. yep the bump get the bump uh he took the mound and oh boy did he I, I don't know what the Angels were drinking, or maybe it was the fact that Toronto is the is the place where you find out who's vaccinated or not on each team. And the Angels did really well, and they, uh, they scored six runs on Mitch White when he pitched on the 26th, um, including a, a triple 
an RBI triple from Shohei Otani. It was really funny because the fans were were um, shouting at Otani when he was at the plate, uh, overrated. And then you know he hits a R- RBI triple, so it's just like, yeah. is he overrated? And then the next day on August, and also just how dare they? Just yeah. like how dare they? Yeah, get a get a dumb. fucking grip, you guys. Well, Jesus. they were still mad that. Vlad Jr. came in second last year for the AL MVP vote. And oh, okay, so they're yeah, they have a they have personal okay. skin in the game, but like still, like it, it just like rec- recognize recognize the greatness. It doesn't like yeah. yes, Vlad Jr. is an extremely amazing baseball player. Additionally, Shohei Otani is doing yeah. things that you know haven't been seen for. A long time and won't be again seen in our lifetime. But anyway, I digress. Go when ahead. Vlad starts pitching, they can maybe yeah. have an argument there. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I take the mound, Vlad. Let's see what you got. But anyway, so that was really funny that the uh, Blue Jays fans were saying that. But it was also really funny that like before, like Gooby, um, Mark Gubizal, who is one of the uh, announcers for the Angels, was talking about like, oh, People in Toronto are so nice and and they're so yeah. kind. And then you just hear overrated from the Blue Jays fans. Anyway, the next day, Shohei Otani and he's just like, "Am I overrated? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because it was a pitcher's <laughs> duel against him and All Star pitcher Alex Manoa for Alec Manoa. Alec Manoa. Alec, yeah. Sorry, my apologies, Alec Manoa. Um, to our fan, our, our our listener, Alec Manoa. Yes, our fan, Alec Manoa. Yeah, we don't want him to be offended when he, he references. I know you're like my BFF and we, you know, we're going to go out for drinks sometime and talk shop. But anyway, sorry, Alec. But Alec Manoa, who is an all-star pitcher, he most, you know, he had probably the best mic'd up uh, segment during the all-star game this past uh, July. Even though that was so crazy to do. Yeah. But it was fun. It was. Uh, not of Alec, but of awesome. like MLB to be like, yeah. yeah, let's just mic up the pitchers during the game. Insane. Yeah, as he's pitching. But it was also. He was great. But it was great. And I that yeah. actually listening to Alec Manoa mic'd up during the All-Star game gave me a lot of like, I, I really like that guy. And also his numbers are crazy. He has a very low ERA, 2.64, I think. So it was really going to be a pitcher's duel between Shohei Otani and Alec Manoa of the Blue Jays. And Shohei, wow, he pitched seven innings. He pitched 108 or 109 109. 109 pitches. He got nine strikeouts, and it was a shutout game, which was Oof. which was kind of crazy it, because the minute – the minute that Shohei Otani left the mound, I was like, oh, Angels pitching is going to unravel as it always does. But somehow Jimmy Hergertz, um, who has like that crazy pitch, how do you describe that pitch that he does? It's like, it's like. He throws kind of like three quarters, as they call it. It's not quite sidearm. Yeah. yeah. But he, he also maintains the lead and the Angels win. And the next day on the 28th, Shohei Otani hits a home run. And yesterday, August 29th, Shohei Otani hits a two-run home run as the Yankees are at Angel Stadium right now. So very exciting week for the Angels and surprising that they swept the Blue Jays. I'm I'm still like I still can't get over that. That's like like we all knew that Otani was gonna win the game, that he was gonna pitch, but I was kind of surprised that so did Detmers and 
that other guy whose name I forgot. So then on, and then the next day on Sunday, August 28th, Shohei Otani hits another home run as he usually does after he pitches a very great game on the mound. And then yesterday, as the Yankees are now at Angel Stadium, Shohei Otani hits a two-run home run while only Aaron Judge hits a one-run home run. So take that. Yeah. It was Aaron Judge's 50th home run. Of the yeah. year. <laughs> and he crushed but, it. But I like I was reading about this and Aaron Judge, like who whoever it was that was interviewing him was like, oh, what will you remember about tonight? Like, you know, your 50th home run. Like this is like such a feat, you know, to, to have multiple 50, 50 home run seasons. And he was like, honestly, I'm going to think about the loss. He was like, it, it, it hurts to have the loss. And, you know, Shohei was a part of that loss for yes. them like Chohei made them lose so Asians yeah big baseball Asians in baseball and it's just like Aaron Judge I would like you to think about that loss and think about who gave you that loss that's right but that's also right. he's you know he's he's doing great he's yeah. such a good player yeah true he's he incredible tr- he truly is um and I gotta support my my fellow transracial adoptee siblings so yes that, that's Asians true. in baseball and my my transracial adoptee siblings. Well, they both did well yesterday, Kim. So, and that was for me specifically. That was for you specifically. Uh, on my birthday, when Otani uh, <laughs> beat the pitcher's duel against Alec Manoa, that was specifically for me. That's right. And then I guess uh, Scott, the home run on Saturday was for you, because he was like, "Love you, man." See, all of Was us he? being supported. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's all, all happening right. specifically for us. Just we'll us three. Just yeah. the three of us. Yeah. But um, but because we didn't have an episode last week, we got to talk about how uh, Shohei was up at the mound the week before, and he actually got the loss but had to leave the game, I think, in the fourth inning because he had a stomach virus. And then he missed the next day's game because he also had a stomach virus. And that just kind of reminded me of not only Kim being sick during her honeymoon, but also yeah. Pak Chun, uh, Pak uh <laughs> famous video where he... <laughs> admits that he had diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> listen everybody it's gets diarrhea connected. it's everybody yeah. gets diarrhea it's it's just i think it's, it's I, I yeah i you know when people are like oh it's stomach issues it's like okay just say diarrhea we all get diarrhea it's totally fine and yeah. like whenever somebody would say to like if somebody said to me oh i have diarrhea i'd be like oh my god horrible let's get you out of here you know what i mean like as opposed to, like stomach virus still sounds bad but like I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, the, the fear isn't there in the way that the fear yeah, is there when somebody has that urgency. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yes, you know, we're glad Relatable. that we're glad that Shohei has made a recovery. Yet another connection that people like Kim have with Asians in baseball. So That's right. We're well, all in this te- together. That's right. I was telling, I, I we weren't off last week because I went on my honeymoon and I got uh, food poisoning on my honeymoon, which was very unfortunate. But uh, when Naomi texted me and Scott saying that Shohei had a stomach virus, I was like, man, we have that in common. But I would rather also be the two-way player of a generation. And Naomi, as a very supportive friend, was like, let's make it happen. And I just simply think that it's, it's just, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to happen for me at this point. I don't know, Kim, because 
you could play for Korea in the World Baseball Classic. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess anything is possible. It's not it's not impossible, right? It's not probable. Yeah, <clears throat> you're but in your it's prime. Possible. You're yeah. you're in the you're at the age of of a baseball player's prime. So you just I feel like jump I'm right old in for in a your baseball prime. player. You know, Kim, you're a fast runner. You could be a pitch runner for a player, you know, for a team Korea. See, I'm just. That is true. Yep. So, I I don't know. Yeah, team Korea. Hit hit me up if you guys need a pinch runner. I don't have any hand-eye coordination, but I am pretty I can be fast. So. All right. There we go. There we go. There we go. Um, It's the Asians in baseball job board. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, let's see. Uh, would, do we have anything else from the Shohei Otani, um, news cycle? He's continuing to crush it. So yeah, same old, same old, same old, same old for good old Shohei Otani. He is continuing to crush it. And we will talk about his, uh, about the MVP race later in this episode. Um, but, uh, speaking of, uh, the week or two weeks. In review, um, some some sad news. Um, oh, our our yeah. guy Yusei Kikuchi um, has been moved from starter to the bullpen um, for the Blue Jays. Um, and I was reading, you know, a little bit about this, and it just it's it sounds it's it just sounds like a hard situation. You know, he's obviously been struggling this year, and his manager, whose name I can't remember. Um, you know, was like he obviously wants to he wants to compete and he wants to contribute to the team. And the Blue Jays are making a playoff push right now. And so, you know, it's just I, I imagine it's a very difficult situation to be in, to humble yourself, to be like, you know what? I'm not up to par as a starter right now. Um, and maybe this is the way that I can contribute to the team. Yeah, it was a bummer. He had he had to pitch mop up for Mitch White in that game. Yeah. So oh, that was such... crushing him. They just left oh. him out there to eat up some innings, and yeah, and he kept getting shelled. And it's just like, oh, he went from starter to mop up. This that's not right. That game was just Hard. especially brutal to our Asian and Asian American pitchers on the Blue Jays. That was just yeah. a double whammy, and to and from the Angels of all people. Oh man. Yeah, it was like bizarro baseball world. Like the one of the best offenses in all of baseball, the Blue Jays got completely shut down by one of the worst pitching staffs, the Angels, for a three-game sweep. They got they scored like two runs in all three games. Um, Absolutely wild. Something's yeah. weird going on, but yeah, yeah. that was really even sad. A, even a broken clock is right twice a day, you know. Yeah, that's true. I, I really hope that, um, you know, I was talking to Scott about this because I was just like, why is Kikuchi coming in in the sixth inning or the seventh inning when Mitch White was pitching? And I was just like, oh, man. So I asked Scott, like, why? Like, is there any way for for a starter to come back? Like, is there any way for him to kind of bounce back from this? He can. It's a it's a tough situation because when when you get sent to the bullpen and you do really well, they find a job for you in the bullpen. Like you're the you're the six you're the middle relief guy or you're the late innings get it to the closer guy. So you're kind of screwed because if you do really well, you may get put back in the rotation if a spot opens up, or you might have just cemented your role as a, an invaluable reliever. So 
it depends on the manager. It depends on the, the, the organization and, and what their needs are. But yeah, uncertain. Yeah, especially now with Ryu being out for Tommy John surgery. Uh, that's sad. Yeah, <laughs> our our Asian brothers are not doing are not doing well within the Blue Jays organization at the moment. Yeah, but I will commend the Blue Jays for the number, the sheer volume, the sheer numbers of Asians in baseball on that team. That's right. Just, just help. They're probably them out. leading at this point since they have Mitch White. Also, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean they've got so many up there mm. with the Brewers. Yeah. Um, hmm. Speaking of adding more Asians in baseball, how's that for a segue? You uh, Darvish uh, was placed on the paternity list um, at some point in the last two weeks. I can't remember exactly when, but his wife had a baby. Um, so congratulations to them. That's so nice. Another another future baseball player because That's right. I don't know if we mentioned in a previous episode, but it definitely I think we did. Yeah, like in in the group chat, did we talk about how you Darvish's son is a sick pitcher? Like he yeah. is, he is sick. Anyway, um, sick in a good way, not in a bad yeah. way. Yeah. But um, wow, Darvish, Darvish is like producing his own little team. That's right. Aww. It's sweet. It's sweet. And another addition to Asians in baseball is there is a there is a new Asian pitcher on the Rangers starting rotation, Kohei Arihara. I was like, who is this guy? Who, who are you? This? Who are you? And um, his first uh, appearance was against the Athletics, where he struck out six. And then uh, his next, even though he struck out six, they they did lose that game. He got the loss for that game. But then. You know, the Rangers played the Minnesota Twins, and that's when he really found his stride. So, oops. Um, Sorry, Naomi. You had to take one for the team because yeah. too much good stuff happened on your birthday. So that's, that's just, true. That's just yeah. karma, I guess. That's yeah. true. He, uh, you know, now he didn't have as many strikeouts, but he did have six scoreless innings to lead to a seven to zero shutout victory for the Rangers. So really excited for Ko, uh, Kohei Arihara, who is now uh, pitching for the Rangers. And I think his Ooh. next game will be um, on the 31st against the Houston Astros. So you go Arihara, you go. Oh my Kohei God, Arihara. please win. Arihara. Please win. We hate the Astros. We hate them so much. And also today, Dane Dunning is pitching for the Rangers against the Astros. So yeah, Dane, we are sending good vibes out to you, Dane Dunning, and to you, Kohei Arihara. Whip those boys into shape. That's right. Anyway, we hate the Astros. Do it. Do it for your brother, you Darvish. That's right. Oh my gosh. We will get into this into another episode, but when we do the full. Profile on you, Darvish. But you, Darvish. That's right, but man. For those who know, you guys know what we're talking about. That's right. Avenge you. Well, Darvish. it's good he came up because we lost a pitcher off of our Asians in baseball roster, at least for now. Yes. Uh, Sawamura on the Red Sox, who got yeah. designated for assignment. That's correct, um, <sighs> and kind of in an offsetting move, a little bit. Uh, Yoshi Tsutsugo two weeks ago was signed to a minor league contract with the Blue Jays. So mm. I do think the Blue Jays are up in terms of numbers of Asians in baseball. I think they're up on the Brewers now. That's mm. true. 
because they only have on the Brewers Colton Wong, Christian Yelich, and Castanera. And to, who uh, hit a walk uh, off yesterday? Oh yeah, no, you already said Colton Wong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Castanera yeah. did. He hit a walk off, um, a two run home run walk off, and I was watching the video footage and I noticed that he has a mullet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to acknowledge that. So he's, you know, really there. embracing the Midwest, uh, I guess, lifestyle. Yeah. We might need to get him out of the Midwest for his own for his own hair. I guess a mullet is maybe more Southern than it is Midwestern. I don't know. It was weird. I don't know what to think about it. It's just. It's quite long. It was yeah. very shocking. <laughs> I was like, I was like, does this mean a mullet? And he certainly does. Well, the helmet yeah. hair doesn't help. Because it kind of smashes down the top, while the back and sides can kind of flare, right? And so, and then that sort of light, fuzzy, prepubescent mustache that a lot of Asian dudes <laughs> rock. Um, you mean Shohei's? The, well, Shohei hasn't hit puberty yet, so it's just, <laughs> it's just like a little hint, little hint of fuzz. Not even fuzz. It's it's like it's a trying. shadow. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what show he's trying to do. Special things are happening to his body. Um, <laughs> oh the man, magic of puberty. Yeah, but, but Kesmiura yeah. has like he's trying to have like rock this like samurai kind of looking mustache slash beard kind of. Oh, oh yeah, wow, that is kind of that is kind of mullety if you look at. Yeah, so uh, those block paintings. Uh, but uh, congratulations to Kesmiura for actually growing facial hair. So that's. That's uh that's good. Um yeah. and also congratulations to his walk off home run last night. Yeah. Um yeah, it was epic. That was pretty yeah. epic. It, what was really funny about it is that on the someone, I guess a guy named Mark in Wisconsin Ugh, I was, saw this was was celebrating his birthday and I guess that someone thought it would be funny or just wanted to make their point across that they didn't want to jeopardize their friendship, and he essentially got friend zoned. And Christian Yelich saw that along with everybody. Asians in baseball. Baseball, yes. Christian Yelich was just like, you know what, man, we feel for you, Mark. And he tweeted that he they were gonna win this game for Mark, and they did. <laughs> Mark and Keston Hira. That's really that's really yeah. a new friendship that that happened. Uh, I mean, like. I'm, I mean, I, I completely understand when you're just not into somebody and you're like, hey, I, 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 I value our friendship. I, I'm not interested romantically in you, but it feels very harsh to uh, communicate that via the jumbotron at a baseball game. <laughs> yeah. 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 When I not the place. It was so really harsh. harsh. You yeah. know, when I saw that yesterday when, on Twitter, you know what my immediate thought was? Someone's going to do that to me one day. Oh, Naomi, come on. <laughs> come on, Shohei wouldn't use the, the Jumbotron. He's too classy he for that. It. He would yeah. never. He would just tweet it. He would just he would tweet never. it. Oh, man. No, but I, I felt for Mark. I, I felt for you, man, even though you're from Wisconsin and gross. But, you know, it was a, it made for a very exciting game. <laughs> It made for a very exciting game for the Brewers. And it was it was really cute because, like, the first person who was there to greet Kessinger was Colton Wong. Asian-American Bros. love right there. Bros. We love it. 
We so love good. it. We love it. Um, yes. I guess sticking with offensive, uh, Lars Newbar, Scott sent this to us. Lars Newbar currently has the highest OPS in baseball since August 10th. Or at least as that? of when that graphic was made. As of, like, yeah, the other day. <laughs> as of the other day. That's the kind of hard-hitting, accurate, yeah. <laughs> accurate reporting we're doing Up here. Up to the last two weeks reporting. Yeah, That's right. His OPS is 1.126, so he is crushing it. Yeah, hot streak. He's really crushing it. Um, and then defensively, there were two very similar, enormous defensive plays this week. Um, Kim Ha-sung and uh, Stephen Kwan both had like a crazy, crazy catch in left field foul territory. Um, and Stephen Kwan's was the uh, MLB play of the week, which is huge for him as he uh, is part of the rookie of the year conversation. And then no. I was watching um, Mexican ESPN while I was on my honeymoon. And I, I don't know if they have a different ranking or whatever, but on that show, whatever it was that I was watching, um, Kim Ha-sung had the number one play of the week. So that's hey. pretty cool. Look at that. Doesn't matter what country you're in. It's always an Asian in baseball excelling. That's right. I liked this quote from Kim Ha-sung. He said, um, uh, he said about like, so he, he and Stephen Kwan both like fell over the left field wall. If you haven't um, seen these catches, we'll link them for you. Um, but he said it was right in my ab area uh, in, in terms of like how he landed. Did he get injured? Yeah. Uh, it was right in my ab area, but I had a six pack, so it was okay, no problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we love that kind of confidence. We're, we we love that for flex. you, Kim Ha Sung. And that was uh, and Sham and I was pitching, and he got the win. Um, so Asian look at that. Baseball. You know, it would be really great if Kim Ha Sung actually showed us what that six pack looked like. I agree. Let's yes. see. <laughs> um, it's it's really Naomi's to just DMs verify. Uh, yeah, just to uh, fact checking. Yeah, fact, fact checking. checking. You exactly. can't just say you have a six pack. Yeah, that's right. We we need to see it. And also, I think like the nation of Korea would also like to see that six pack as well. That's uh, right. Um, you know, just because Koreans need it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, and also just America needs it too. I think San Diego needs to see your six pack as well. Um, Naomi needs to see your six pack. It's yeah. For the cause. It's yeah. For the of, cause. It's for the culture. Emasculated Asian male stuff. We need That's to see right. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mm -hmm. We need some so. good news in this news cycle. You know what I mean? We do need some good news in this news cycle. And uh, we wanted to talk about Stephen Kwan. So let's do that. That's a lot of good news, right? Yep. Oh, Stephen Kwan, he is still flirting with the 300 batting average line. And just just like 20 minutes ago, he just hit a double RBI for the Guardians. Oof. Um, among Rookie of the Year contenders, this was uh, posted on Instagram by the Guardians. He is number one in batting average, number one in OBP, number one in strikeout percentage, like low strikeout percentage. Yeah. Um, and he was the MLB play of the week. And that was his second MLB play of the week of the year. So that's pretty crazy. Um, and then I learned something new. So the 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 top um, the the top uh, rookie of the year contender is Julio Rodriguez um, for uh, the 
Mariners, obviously. Um, and, but another uh, big rookie of the year contender um, is Adley Rutschman, who plays for the Orioles. And Adley Rutschman and Stephen Kwan were teammates at Oregon State. And I just thought wow. that was fun. That's cool. You know, I think for the rookie of the year conversation, yeah, J-Rod, the easy choice, the obvious choice, the sexy mm-hmm. choice. <laughs> but what about Stephen Kwan? I, I just, you know, since so many baseball writers and journalists listen to our show, obviously, along with right. so many baseball players, including friend of the podcast, Stephen Kwan, um, it would be in I think I would like to challenge everyone to think a little differently about who the rookie of the year should be and really take a look at what Stephen Kwan has done for the Guardians organization versus J Rod. You know, I see very, very much very similarities between Stephen Kwan and Shohei Otani and and the Otani judge MVP race and the Kwan Rodriguez rookie of the year race. Mm, that's interesting. Because the Mariners are good this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have money, they have power, they have prestige. And the Guardians don't really have anything. And and they're still beating the Twins in the race for the AL Central. And they didn't make any big moves before the trade deadline. And the Guardians still pretty much have exactly the same roster that they're operating with prior to the trade deadline. And... Stephen Kwan has only gotten better every mm-hmm. week. J-Rod got, also got injured for a little bit, and you know he can be streaky sometimes. So I'm just saying, yeah, J-Rod. How is, is J-Rod defensively? I really don't follow the Mariners because they're just not on my radar. Um, but how how is he defensively? Because part of what I think is so impressive about Stephen Kwan is not only how how great he is as a hitter, but he's so talented defensively he he to me he plays like somebody who is not a rookie um and I I feel like the how he plays defensively is so he plays so mature defensively he he knows when he can go for it like I don't think he would have gone for that catch in left field if he or in the like in left field like the stands like I don't think he would have gone for it unless he really thought that he had a a shot at it because he's very measured he's very mature so Anyway, I'm just curious if you guys know how how J Rod is. I I know he can hit, um, but just curious. I'm looking about. at his defensive stats. Uh, he's decent. Nine ninety one fielding percentage. Three three errors. Um, he's got three assists, which is good for a center fielder. Um, but how many MLB plays of a week did has he made defensively right. versus offensively? Right. He's known for his offense for sure yeah i'm not saying that offense is not like you know very hard it's all hard right like what they're doing it's all hard but i just think that like like steven is so well-rounded as a player um and i think that you know he's not he's not quite as flashy right and i think that i've said this before on the podcast and i stand by this that i think that Oftentimes, defense doesn't seem as impressive as offense does. It doesn't seem as impressive, especially to people who are not, you know, baseball fans. Like people, do, people, people don't want to see a great catch as much as they want to see a grand slam. Yeah, and they're both valuable. But anyway, yeah. anyway, you know what? You know what's interesting is that 
were talking about this on the August 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, the Guardians and Mariners were playing against each other. And, yeah, the Mariners won three out of the four games. I mean, Stephen Kwan has seven assists over Rodriguez's three, but center fielders don't often have an opportunity to get assists the way the corner outfielders do. But yeah, sorry, I'm just digging into the stats. Yeah, <laughs> no stats are good. Stats are good. The stats are good. I mean, it's just it's just so hard because I, it, you know the, there's so many good rookies and uh, yeah, they all deserve. They all deserve a win. I think I saw something that was like Stephen Kwan was like in maybe maybe I'm complaining this with Kim Hassong, but I saw I was seeing stuff about people being in contention for gold gloves, and I was like, absolutely, um, both of these both of yeah, these guys I, I deserve for sure at for least sure the nomination. Kim. Yeah, because they're really Ooh. out here flashing the leather, as they say. Yep. Um, speaking of Tommy Edmond, also had a crazy play um, at third. Um, where he like kind of like the ball like kind of bobbled a little bit, but he got control over it, and then he threw it to uh, Goldschmidt at first and got the out. So, you know, a lot of good defense, a lot of good offense. It's just it's all happening. Yep, it's all happening. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about from the week in review? Two weeks, two weeks in review. Take a break and come back. All right. Hi, I'm Quincy Cho. And I'm Kay Khan Apu. And we host Marvel Makeup. It's a podcast where I teach Quincy a little about Marvel. And I teach Kay a little bit about makeup. Join us as we watch and talk about every movie and TV show in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which I'm mostly watching for the first time. And join us as we apply makeup stuff to our faces, which I'm using for the first time. Marvel Makeup is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, and you can find new episodes every other Monday wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can catch video versions of Marvel Makeup on our YouTube channel. So please rate, review, and subscribe. And please give us five stars so our Asian moms will understand why we buy so much electronic equipment. Because it's for this podcast, Marvel Makeup. All right, we are back. And Naomi, during the break, uh, was sharing something uh, that I found to be very shocking. Um, But then she was like, explain more of it. Anyway, Naomi, do you want to share with the class what you told me and Scott? Yes. So it was announced that yesterday that Kenta Maeda, the ace starting pitcher for the Minnesota Twins, who has been out for most of the season due to Tommy John surgery, will not be returning to the Minnesota Twins at the end of the season. Or if, you know, miracles happen, we make it to the playoffs. Kenta Maeda is just, he's not up for it. His arm has not healed. So very sad news, of course, for Asians and baseball fans, especially for Minnesota Twins fans, as our pitching is still suffering quite a bit and our playoff chances are dwindling in the wind like like water in Southern California. It's all very sad, but we wish Kenta Maeda a very healthy recovery now that he will not be coming back for the 2022 season and hopefully he will be ready to go, guns a-blazing, for 2023 as the twins as i predict will make it to the world series because 
dreams can come true in my mind. That's right. Dream big, manifest. Yeah, I'm just like putting it out manifest. there. Manifest. Yeah, I'm just putting it out there. I'm just like. Per- Why not? I'm- it's not. It's not impossible, Naomi. Yeah, it's not likely, but <laughs> it's not impossible. <laughs> you know what? Dreams can come true. I I do believe in the power of manifestation. Don't. No, I do. No, it really does. I I do this new thing now, um, where I like write the things that I want on rice paper, and then I burn it on the full moon, and then because rice paper it's better, the ashes will ascend to the heavens faster and i have gotten a lot of things that i wish for on my rice paper burning okay, the next trip. time you do that the next time you do that i'm coming over september 10th stuff down yeah, september 10th we'll make a list. yep okay september 10th i'm gonna write down shohei otani to the los angeles dodgers um just wanted to clarify something that you said you said that kenta maeda is not returning to the minnesota twins at the end of the season is it because of his contract or do you just mean like he's not rejoining the team because he's still injured he's still injured that's why okay just just wanted to make sure that he's not like on a one-year contract and he was like i'm yeah. dipping yeah um yeah. okay cool well that's a bummer obviously but health is number one most important yeah. so we're wishing kenta a very speedy 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 recovery yes um and also like maybe you know he he will he he will still stay with the twins please I hope so. I mean, he is the ace there, like, yeah. which is, I think, what he wants, um, and quite frankly, what I think he deserves. That's right. That's right. So, you just you never know what people's hearts and minds change during the postseason. You know, yeah. blah blah blah. Anyway, but unfortunately, we will not be seeing Kenta Maeda pitch at all this year. So. And probably we won't be seeing him pitch in the World Baseball Classic either. Probably not. Yeah. And that's a bummer as well. That's a very sad. Um, not that I will be cheering for Japan during the World Baseball Classic. No. No way. <laughs> no. Um, not unless they get, like really get down to the – it gets down to it and it's like Japan versus the United States or something like that. Yeah. And then, you know, the struggle will be real. Um, then the struggle will be real. Um, speaking of global baseball, man, I'm killing it with these transitions you today. Are. Speaking of global <laughs> baseball, um, Major League Baseball announced that they are going to be playing a series in Korea um, with MLB players playing against uh, KBO players November 9th through 16th in Busan and Seoul. Um, so that's very exciting. Unfortunately, none of us uh, are going to be able to go. Unless we have a very generous donor who will take us A there. benefactor, yes. if you will. Yes. Uh, I run a nonprofit and can get that to be a tax write-off for you. So I'm just throwing it. Okay. I'm just throwing it so, out there. I'm just throwing it out there. I'd really like to fly business class because it's a really long flight. Just I would also like to too. fly business class. And uh, I would also like to be able to go to this game. I'm actually quite um, sad because I am going to Korea in a few weeks. And I will be returning to the United States at the very end of October. So. Just missed it. I just missed it. I'm, I'm just missed it. Oh, man. But. My goal is to go to a KBO game while I am in Korea. Yeah. Even though it won't be the same. It won't be the same. No. Who do you think are going to be the MLB players that are going to be picked to go to Korea? I mean, they got to try to pick the Korean player, like like Korean or Korean-American players, right? Like Kim Ha-sung. You would think. 
Kim Ha-sung, Dae Dunny, uh, Jiman. Oh yeah, Jiman. But they might play for Korea, so. Oh, that would be no. But those are I. I think they're playing like KB. I think it's like a KBO so versus MLB. Versus MLB. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, they have two pitchers. They have Dane Dunning and Mitch White, mm-hmm. and then you have Kim Ha-sung, Tejiman. Are there only two Korean players in the MLB? Oh my god! Oh my Let god. me look. Let me look at our list. That's. That can't Speaking be of too. our list, while you guys look that up, we we are we're still working on the All Asians in Baseball um, Hall of Fame, as it were. So, if anyone has a a, a lineup they would like to submit, you can send oh, it to Instagram or Twitter. Oh, Rob Ruffsnyder! Yeah. Oh my God, Rob! He's got to, of course, he's got to go. He's got to go. Rob has to do it. He has to go. What about Mitch? We 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 said his name already. Him and Dane Dunning. Yeah. Okay. Mitch and Dane Dunning, and then Rob, and then Kim, uh, Tejiman, and uh, Kim Hasung. So that's damn. There's really not that many. I mean, because there's also uh, uh, Ryu, but he's had Tommy John yeah. surgery. He's out. For well, the there there might be that um, that player who who used to play for the Pirates. Do you guys remember? I think he got Dia Boy Park. Yeah, yeah. Did he get? I think he's in the minors now. Uh, they sent him back down. God yeah, damn. Yeah. So, um, but uh, you know, I, it'll be exciting. And I wonder, you know, I wonder if there's, I, I know that there's at least one player and I can't remember his name, but there's a player that used to play in the KBO, um, who is now in the MLB. Damn. I really don't know what his name is. I know who you're talking uh, but, about, but he won't. You know what I'm talking about? Like he, he even has like, like Hangul, uh, like his name written in Hangul on his Instagram. Like he's like. Yeah, I don't think he can go. I think he oh. he owes the Korean government like a million dollars in taxes. If this is oh the same God. player that we're talking <laughs> about, because I oh my because God. I remember I remember like because you guys know um, my favorite thing to do is to watch like maybe five games at once, and uh-huh. and I I just remember I had the sound on for one of the games and they were just like oh this guy he played for the kbo but then he owes like the korean government like a million one or something like that to that extent while he was playing in the kbo and i was like who's this guy oh my god who's this guy damn what is this guy's name really can't look it up just off of whatever is bouncing around in my own head but um anyway uh that will be an exciting. That will be an exciting series. Hopefully, they'll put it on ESPN or something that I can watch. Um, legally, I feel like they have to. Um, for me, um, it's only it fair. would be yeah. it would be a crime against me to not um, make the MLB Korea series available to me to yeah. watch. Antonio, we'll get the Asians in baseball legal team on it right now. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, let's see what else, what else do we have? Okay. Well, I'll say my surprise right now, since we're talking about Korean stuff. Yes. And I told Naomi and Scott that I had a surprise for them. So today I was, um, today I was looking up, uh, who's on the Dodgers IL. Um, and I'll talk about this in a little bit because, um, right now they're, the Dodgers are down a lot of pitchers. Um, they have a lot of pitchers on the IL and like there was like, I read something that people were like, Oh, Mitch, like sending sending Mitch White to 
the Blue Jays was kind of a mistake because in this situation where like, you know, uh, Walker Bueller's out for the rest of the year. Kershaw is down right now. Tony Gonsolin is down right now. Um, uh, Blake Trinan is down. Um, like a bunch of guys are down. This would have been a great time for Mitch White to come in. Anyway, that's not really the point that we're talking about at this moment. So I was looking up the Dodgers IL and we talk about this a lot that there's no Korean players on the Dodgers. There's no Asian players on the Dodgers. In the Dodgers minor league system, I am happy to announce that there is a Korean playing in the Dodgers minor league system. And I found this out because I was looking at the IL list. Um, Che Hyun-il plays for the Great Lakes Loons, which is the high A affiliate of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And not only is he in the Dodgers minor league system, he was the Branch Rickey minor league pitcher of the year last year. So he is good. He is good. So wait, wait, that was my surprise. Wait, wait, wait. Who's his? What's his name? His name is Che Hyun Il. Che. So Scott, for you, that's Choi Hyun Il. You know what's really funny? Hyun Il Choi. You know? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I messed it up. It's Hyun Il Choi for right. Scott and Che yeah. Hyun Il for me and Naomi. <laughs> I'm glad I'm here to correct you guys with your Korean pronunciations. Honestly, thank you. Cause... It's all over the place. You know, just. I mean, mine not mine. Mine might not actually be very good. Naomi is much better than I am. I just do my best. They both sound wrong to me. So, (laughs) just uh, (laughs) yes. So that was my that was my surprise. Che Hyun Il. Naomi's typing furiously away to to find this person. She's like, you know what she's looking. She's she's looking to see where he'll rank on the marriage list. (laughs) I'm not Mm. doing that. I, she's looking I mean, to, right now. I promise you, she's back. looking at how old. How old is he? Is he in the he's range? He's twenty-one, I think. He's pretty oh, young. See, he's kind of. <laughs> he's pretty young. Yeah, um, I think that's. But that I was very sailed. excited about that. So you know, I I think that it, I think it is a stretch to think that somebody will jump from high A to the majors. Um, but if the Dodgers keep up this this cycle of injuries, you know, they yeah. might need to start calling people up. So. Anyway, I'm excited. He'll, he'll probably have to go to double A. That's that's more the common jump to the majors. Right. Um, and at least get a bunch of innings there. Mm. Um, yeah. But there's the there's the the potential. There's a potential yeah, if they don't fucking trade him away, Dodgers. Well, they can't do that. Please don't do that. It would just be God. It would just devastate like us. A new hope. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I figured out the name of the American who play for the KDO, oh, okay. who uh, right. has uh, tax issues with <laughs> with South Korea. <laughs> it's Merrill Kelly who pitches for. Oh, that's not who I was thinking. Arizona of. Diamondbacks. Yeah. He played, um, I think, a few years for for uh, for a KBO team. So. It's very interesting. This is not at all who I was thinking of. Yeah, there's this whole athletic article about how uh, all these KBO play, uh, all these Americans who play in the KBO are like, what? What happened? Why am I being taxed? And it's called Welcome to Korea. I don't know. I mean, they have taxes here. I mean, yeah. yeah. You have to pay taxes here. I'm going to figure out who this who this person is that I'm thinking of. Um I don't know how I'll figure it out because I don't know anything about him, but um, I'll figure I'll figure that out and I'll report back. But yeah, so that guy, Merrill Kelly, you're probably not going to be welcome. Probably not going to be on the 
on the MLB team for the MLB KBO series. I think it would be cool if, you know, Stephen Kwan got picked to go. You know, even though I mean, he might even though he's not Korean American. Oh, Tommy Edmund. Tommy Edmund's half Korean. Oh, yeah. Duh. Tommy. Edmund. Yeah. He's Korean. Yeah. He's got to go. He you know, I all these all these Ahapa Korean Americans got to go. And, yeah. You know, show their grandparents what they're made out of. Just. Yeah. Except for some depending if their grandparents are here in the United States. I realize not not everybody might have grandparents in in South Korea. Yeah. Mm. Right, but for the culture, we want to get all of the all of the Korean Americans in there. Obviously, all the Korean players in there. Um, we got to throw the Asian Americans in there, and that's it. That's the team. Yep, that's the team. <laughs> that's just the yeah. team. I mean, yeah. What about some Japanese Sorry, players? Yeah. You can't go. What about some Japanese players? That would be fun. Is How there a that, rivalry between the Nippon League and KBO? I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know. they wouldn't really I play know each other. Yeah. In the World Baseball Classic, there's kind of a rivalry because they've both done very well. Yeah. Um, well, any any time you have the Republic of Korea and Japan, doesn't matter what sport they're playing. If it's nation versus nation, there's going to be a very, very hot rivalry. And right. it's going to get nasty. <laughs> Yeah. So how would that, I guess how would that go if like Shohei was playing for Team MLB? That's why I kind of want to see it happen. But you know what's really funny is that there's a lot of um, Shohei Otani has a lot of fans in Korea. I mean, yeah, I, I believe it. Yeah, he's a superstar. I think Tom Verducci when he profiled uh, Shohei last year for his double Sports Illustrated cover. Um, reported that one of his his uh, second biggest fan base out of Japan in East Asia is South Korea, and then after that, Taiwan. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, he he people would be excited to see him in South Korea. Yeah, that would be really cool, and and it would probably be really fun because you know people that he knows from Japan would be easily more easily able to go. Yeah see the game as well so you know technically this mlb team could be predominantly just korean and asian and asian american in pacific islander if you think about it for sure you know what i think i'm going to make my own little roster of what i think the mlb team should be against against the kbo team but then oh man when the game happens i don't know how i'm gonna feel because of course i want the keep i want kbo to win because my yeah i'm kind of rooting for the korean team too just yeah also because the underdog yeah they're they're considered the underdog Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. oh man but you know i think it'll be fun is there any grants i can apply for so we can go to this game in november if you also if you don't want to be our secret benefactor to take asians in baseball to this friendly match (laughs) in november please let me know if there are any possible funding streams for me to quickly apply for <laughs> to pay for all of us to go we will fly coach if need be we will fly coach if need be but again we'd love to fly business yes hey i have a place for us to stay in busan so that's good oh okay tight yeah great anyway just we want some dreams Fabulous. to happen for for us that's right 
Um, and speaking of dreams happening, speaking of dreams coming true, if I may nail yet another one of these segues. You're on fire. Hawaii won the Little League World Series Woo! this year. Um, yeah. This this is their fourth title. Um, they uh, won also in 2018. They won last in 2018. Um, and not only did they win, but they like really Really, really, really won. They won in the yeah. fourth inning um, due to Little League rules, which states that if a team is leading by 10 runs or more after four win- four innings, they they just win. Um, the mercy so, rule. Yeah. Yeah, the mercy rule. So it was 13-3 um, Hawaii over Curacao. Um, the walk-off hit, I'm now just reading what I uh, – reading a quote from, uh, I think, ESPN. The walk-off hit belonged to uh, – I don't want to mispronounce the name, so I'm going to do my best. Kama Angel, who knocked in base runner Isaiah Wong to make it 13-3. So they outscored their opponents 60-5 in their six games. So it it, it was an upset. It It was was an upset. It was decisive. Yeah. Just looking at the roster just makes me really happy. Just seeing these names. Yeah. And just seeing these names Ball, of these Islander and, and eight, brown kids. Yeah. And just look at, man, that's Asians in baseball. This is the future right here. This is the future yeah. right here. And I mean, yeah. they Didn't, freaking crushed it. Yeah. Didn't Colton Wong play in the Little League World Series? Oh, maybe. There, there was, there was somebody, one of the Hawaiian players played in the Little League World Series. I know that Tommy um, Pham played in the Little League World Series, but I don't think Tommy for um, I don't think for Hawaii. Hmm. Anyway, I think it was on Colton Wong's Instagram story. I think I saw this on Colton Wong's Instagram story. Him congratulating Hawaii winning the Little League World Series, which makes sense, of course, because uh, Colton yeah. Wong is. Um, He's from there. He, Very proud yeah. to be Hawaiian. Hawaii's first says- son. <laughs> It says on uh, Wikipedia that Colton Wong played in the 2007 Senior League Baseball World Series with his team. So, and his brother Keen played in the Junior Little League World Series. Okay. But very exciting for Hawaii, for Asian American, uh, Asian Pacific Islander Americans in baseball. Yeah, when you think about the, because if you look at all the teams, like in just the California Western teams, come from some big, you know, pretty wealthy communities, and the Hawaiian communities are pretty small, so they they don't have nearly the same number of kids to draw from in their little league on the, to to assemble these teams, and and the fact that they are so good and they're competitive just about every year, I mean, those kids can play ball. Yeah. I wonder how many scouts cool. were there just watching and just being like, ooh. I hope I hope yeah. there were a yeah. lot of scouts there. There are a lot of major leaguers that have played in the Little League World Series. Yeah. So. yeah. I'm sure a lot of these kids will go on to work professionally uh, in baseball in some capacity. Yeah. So it's pretty uh, – that was, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to Hawaii. Crushed it. Absolutely crushed it. Um, something else that happened, uh, also very big. Um, 
uh, our hero Ichiro Suzuki was n- inducted into the Mariners Hall of Fame. That was huge. Um, I also saw that. So I saw this video on um, the MLB Instagram that like, uh, like, I don't know, in the 2000s, uh, uh, there was a Ichiro made a, a, a huge catch similar to Stephen Kwan, sim- similar to uh, Kim Ha-sung, where he like fell over the wall in right field and he like he kind of fell into this young woman's lap and she they they show this video it's just a progression of her becoming more and more excited by the whole situation like after he's like gone back to the game and she's just like can't believe it and so anyway she threw out the first pitch at the game um that that corresponded with um the the hall of fame ceremony and she didn't know that he was there and so she threw out she was there to throw out the first pitch and he came out again and again she got so excited and it was just very sweet um because you know scott you've mentioned before that this is a a not an asian woman or uh i was gonna say it's a white lady yeah yeah it's a white lady or yeah. she she looks like she's a white lady. And so, Scott, you've mentioned before about how, you know, you have friends who are white who like are very are hardcore, hardcore Ichiro stands. So it's just really cool to see, like, you know, the 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 scope of the fan base and just how how much he means to people, too. Yeah. Oh, it was really nice. First, the Mariners Hall of Fame. Next, the MLB Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, he's oh chewing. yeah, yeah for sure. First ballot, hell first yeah. ballot unanimous. Yeah, we're gonna have to have, a, we have to have a. I'm party. writing it on the rice paper. Yeah, we'll have to have a party. It'll be we're all gonna very... be crying when he gives a speech. Oh, oh my god. god, I'll be sobbing so hard. I mean, his speech, even for the like Mariners Hall of Fame, was so nice. Did he do it in Japanese and then it was translated? Uh, he gave it in English, at least what I saw. Again, I just watched this oh, on Instagram, but oh. he, he gave a speech in English. Um, and it was just, he's just such a presence, you know. Uh, I was going to really, click on really it, but guy. then I I don't feel like crying right now. So I'm going to watch it later. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Understandable. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. 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 All right. Shall we talk about the MVP race? Oh, I have one last thing I want to say before we get into it. Sorry. Um, I just wanted to also shout out, we have a new Asian in football. um, That's right. uh, Asians in football. Um, Notre Dame announced that their starting quarterback um, for the upcoming season is Asian-American Tyler Buckner, um, who, according to Yahoo Sports, is, quote, purportedly half Korean. (laughs) It's just a funny way to phrase it. Um, and then I also learned, thanks to the comments on the Next Shark post where I first saw this, um, that the head coach of Notre Dame football is also half Korean. He is half Korean and half black. So that is hmm. fucking cool. What? Two Asians in football. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah. Am I, am I going to have to give a shit about Notre Dame this year? I know. Ugh. Yeah. Marcus Marcus Freeman and Tyler Buckner, both Hapa Korean American. Um in 
Notre Dame football. So. All right. Well, I will be cheering for only those mm. two from Notre Dame. And of course, because <laughs> the coach is also half Korean, is an Asian American, I will be rooting for the coach to do well. And therefore, the team has to do well. But I just want to remind everybody that I'm from Minnesota and I do not like That's Notre right. Dame. Even though we do That's not play right. in the same conference, I still don't like them. That's right. That's right. Well, they're not like really even even in a conference, right? They're just um, they're just Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, they've they had an Islander quarterback years ago, Tua. Oh, oh. okay, okay, okay. I see was, you. I see you fighting a, Irish. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's maybe don't look up the story because it, it's a weird one. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. There's there were some weird things happening. Mm, there. Interesting. Um, interesting. But it was good. He was good. Yeah. Wow. All right. Good job. Good job. Following the footsteps of, uh, you know, other prominent Korean Americans. And, Younghae. Yeah. Koo Younghae. Uh, I guess, you know, do well. <laughs> Football. Fighting. Football. <laughs> the NFL has uh, season has is about to start. So or has already started. I don't know. I don't watch football anymore, but yeah, simply can't keep up with football anymore. I used to be a huge, yeah. a, a huge football fan because I went to a Big Ten school similar to Naomi. We went to rival Big Ten schools, but I've since completely shifted gears to baseball. I cannot keep yeah. up with. I mean, I mean, it's funny because it's like I, I used to be really big in football. I, I was a part of this fancy football league when I was uh, in college and out of college, and it was very aggressive and we were very mean towards one another. And I, of course. Um, really much cared about my Big Ten school, uh, Minnesota Gophers, even though we were maybe not the best in the Big Ten, but still. State pride. But even now, I'm just kind of like, I guess the only game I would give a shit about is the uh, Minnesota-Wisconsin game, because that's our biggest rivalry. Do you get into, like, yeah. at least one game? Who? who? No, no. No. Okay. That's fair. No, I don't get into any. <laughs> I mean, I I think the the I think the the biggest rivalry is oh god I'm probably even gonna get this wrong I think the biggest rivalry is Iowa Nebraska. Mm. Yeah, I would guess that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. No, but you're too occupied. There's some weird. There's some weird trophies. Um. The trophy, the Iowa Minnesota. What is that trophy called? It's I got a weird name. Oh, Floyd of Rosedale. <laughs> what's going on with you guys? And the trophy the is a bronze pig. Floyd of like, just yeah. what's going on with you all? Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, in in Iowa, we hate Nebraska the way that in Minnesota, you hate Wisconsin. So um, you're like, our cornfields are better than your cornfields. Yeah, my mom's favorite joke. Sorry, mom, to kind of blow up your spot on our podcast with six listeners but my mom's favorite joke is why do all of the trees in iowa lean to the west why say why why do they lean to the west because nebraska sucks (laughs) (laughs) okay the fact that it comes from your mom makes that more awesome though yeah and dear listeners my mom is a, a white lady um so it's just for the context you know um yeah don't imagine a, a, an Asian lady saying it's a white lady. Yeah, um, because my she loves that joke. Because my mom, who is a Korean immigrant, does not understand why <laughs> why Minnesota hates Wisconsin so much. But I mean, it's it's uh, the the rivalries run deep, and my parents are both born and raised in Iowa, so they're like you know 
Well, and Nebraska's a powerhouse, so uh, they were. They're not really anymore. I guess. Yeah, so I mean, anymore, Iowa yeah. also used to be, but the Gophers yeah. weren't really ever a powerhouse, unfortunately. The one time I went to a, a a Gopher like football game is like this was like before I was even in college, and I went with my parents, and it was snowing, and I remember that we wore trash bags um, to try to keep ourselves like dry and insulated. <laughs> Oh. oh, we've gotten off topic. Yep. We've gotten off topic yet again. Anyway, that's all I have. So let's get into the this MVP. This has been football talk. Yeah, on yeah this has been baseball. football talk. I have nothing to contribute to football talk anymore, um, except for to say that I used to be so into football that like I just transferred all that energy into baseball. Yes. Well, there are more mm. Asians in baseball than in football, so I understand. Oh, for sure. I understand why your allegiance yeah. changed, but I, you know what? I bet our our six listeners do appreciate that you were able to update them on this very essential Asians in football news. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we got to we got to we got to support all of our all of our uh, Asians and Asian Americans in sports. That's right. Because it's yeah. not it's not a spot where we're super represented. That is very true. That is very true. True. And let's talk about the the meaning of represent. OK, I can't transition as well as you. Let's just talk about the AL MVP race. <laughs> <laughs> Good shot. Good try. Good try. You, good, can't, uh, you, you can't. You did talk your best. Kim. Yeah. You did your Kim's best. on fire yeah, today. Not, Thank you so no much. Kid. Just in the transitions, though. Just in the, the transitions. transitions and mostly everything. So we were watching the ML. We were, I was eating lunch. MLB Network was on, and some new show called like the pregame spread or something. And this young woman was right when I turned on. I was making the argument that uh, Judge should be the MVP over Otani because. The Yankees are playoff bound and they're winning and the Yankee and the Angels are not winning. And I, I got kind of a little upset because that's that's typical water cooler talk. But for a real baseball analyst, you know, if you know anything about baseball and we've talked about this before, the MVP is is not about winning. There actually isn't really a criteria <laughs> for how the, they decide the MVP. It's just the baseball writers all vote who they think is the most valuable based on. I don't know, the wind of whatever whatever they're thinking is the criteria that year. And even if that were true, when if a team is if a, if a player is good and he makes his team win, like say Otani, every time he pitches it seems like they win. They're not going to the playoffs, but they're winning. But to get to the playoffs, you it takes more than one person. So you can't tell me that one person is the reason you know, Judge is not the only reason the Yankees are going to the playoffs. They have an amazing lineup top to bottom. They have an amazing pitching staff. They have an amazing defense. That team is going to the playoffs. He has helped them, sure. But, yeah, so there's there's a distinction between someone who helps a team win because Otani helps his team win. When they win, it's usually when he hits a home run or when he's on the mound. Or doing um, both in one and, game. And doing right. both, yeah. Um and they're both great players, but you know, it's still you can't you can't deny the fact that he's doing both. He's doing he's pitching and hitting at elite levels. He's he's in the top five pitchers in the American League, and he's in the top five um, hitters in in the American League. So, yeah, we were just kind of upset because, like, come on, that, come on, MLB, you can do better than this. Yeah, it just it's a it's kind of a dumb argument to make because. If you're going to go by that logic, then Otani just wins. He just wins because he's the, he, yeah. if you look, if you break down 
the stats for the Angels, pitching and offensively. And I think Otani is leading the home run count because, you know, Trout has a back disease or something like that and was on the IL for so long. Yeah, he's got one more than Trout yeah. right now. So it's just like, but then also Otani is leading in terms of RBIs, period, too. So if you, on the team, yeah, on yeah. the team. So if you look at like offensively and what Otani is doing on the mound, he, he is actually leading. He, he is the reason why the Angels can win or will win. So I guess, um, yeah, I just, I was just like, yeah. come on, lady. Like, yes, it was a female um, uh, commentator. She was very young. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, come on. Come on. You don't say so, that. <laughs> But so by her by her logic though, like if you take either of them out of their lineups, what happens? You know, I think the Yankees are still going to the playoffs without for Trout. sure. I mean, without without Judge. Yeah. You take Otani out, and they're they're like gonna lose 120 games <laughs> without Otani. You know, it's, it's yeah. So even by her logic, it doesn't it doesn't quite work. Other than the fact that the Yankees are going to the playoffs. And all the all the credit to Judge for what he does and who he is. I mean, for sure, he's he's an elite player who should be in the conversation for MVP. Um, but if there's another metric to measure them, fine. You can, I don't you know, it doesn't to me it doesn't really matter who gets the MVP. But I definitely think <laughs> there's no one that does what, what Otani does. So he's kind of an elite. All, all his own. Yeah. It, should, it should be called the Otani Award now. Right. Well, so. I mean, I've said that before that like Otani should be in a category all of his own because it, it's just it, it it's it's hard to compare what they're doing because you know uh, Otani has eleven fewer homers than my uh, not Mike Trout. Otani has eleven fewer homers than Aaron Judge does, but Aaron Judge never has to pitch. Um, yeah. So it's just it, they're, they're not doing the same. Oh my goodness. So sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> they're not doing the same thing. So I don't think, yeah. you know, in, in terms of who's an MVP, like it's almost not fair to like, and maybe I'll regret saying this. It's almost not fair to uh, put Otani in, in contention for these same kinds of awards because he's just not doing the same stuff. He's doing way more than everybody else is. Yeah. Um, nobody does what he does. He's not doing stuff that other people do. And so in that way, it's, it feels a little bit ridiculous to even, be saying like oh this guy is uh th this guy is in contention for the same award as somebody who it, it doesn't have the same kind of workload um, yeah. because in terms of who's most valuable the person i to me is like well otani is way more valuable to the and we've said this before otani is way more valuable to the angels than judge is to the yankees because otani simply has to do more for the team yeah. And if Aaron Judge was on, you know, the Orioles or something like that, a team that's not as strong, maybe maybe that boosts, you know, what he's doing in a way. Yeah, like what Bryce but Harper. He wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have Stanton hitting behind him in, in Baltimore. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've said this before. I mean, like baseball is such a psychological game, and I find it very interesting to, to watch these guys. And I'm a Dodgers fan, so I obviously watch, like, I, I've seen a lot of the same out of those same guys is like, it's a very mental game. And so I, I'm, I think your confidence goes up a lot when you are on a team that is good, when you have the kind of lineup yeah. that the Yankees have where you have you have the defense with the good pitching and then you have the offense with the good uh, with the good rotation or with the good lineup. So, yeah, and you it, have it the money. You, 
and you yeah and you have the money you have the ability to relax a little bit more and to get more into a groove and to have a little bit more fun with it I'm sure Aaron Judge is out there having a great time because he's you know on a better team and and Shohei is out here being like damn I gotta carry the whole squad because yeah we're struggling 15,000 fans yeah, and I think it's harder to and and for him, you know, he's in a little bit of a position where he's constantly auditioning to or trying out to be on a different team, right? He's trying yeah. to get traded. Um but at the same time, like how much how much mentally does he have to bring to every single game in order to be playing at this elite level when his team is not even in the conversation for the wild card? Like Yeah. That's that's mentally I think a lot harder. Mhm. If you put Otani, if you if if they traded teams, Otani would probably hit it even more because he'd have more protection in the lineup, yep. and he would be he'd be on his way to winning like twenty five games if he had mm-hmm. any run support. Right. <laughs> yeah. His ERA is two point six something, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's and if that's as is, as is typical of Otani, there there's like one or two games where he gave up like seven or eight runs. If you just take out those, yeah, that one game games, against the Rangers. <laughs> Yeah, every year he has one game where he can't get anybody out, and he gives up like seven or eight runs in one inning, less than an inning or something. And damn, one game. Yeah, yeah, that's that doubles his ERA right there. And well, so look, if, yeah, if he were if he had the Yankees offense supporting him, he he, who knows how many games he'd be winning. He'd be in the he'd be the front runner for the Cy Young award. Yeah, and and here and like last night, um, of course, because the Yankees and the and the Angels are playing and. Because of Otani's two-run home run, he gets the lead and they walk Judge. And so, and people are like booing and and those MLB commentators are like, oh, I can't believe they're walking Judge. And will he make it to 60 if all these pitchers are going to walk him? My my response to that is that is what is going on with Otani all the time that is what happened all last year that's all what happened this year is that they either intentionally walk him or they pitch around him because he has zero protection in the lineup and yeah um last last night's game um asian in baseball isaiah kiner falafa he hit he was on second and judge came up and first base was open yeah you're going to intentionally walk judge at that moment because Isaiah yeah. Kiner Falafa is freaking fast. He's and so he's going to you know it doesn't matter what judge will do if he any contact Isaiah so yeah you're gonna walk judge but but the fact that like because Otani has no protection in his lineup he gets way more intentional walks and they and they just pitch around him so he just doesn't have opportunities like judge to hit homers and and he's 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 pitching every sixth game. Yeah. He's pitching every sixth game, and that the 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 stress on a pitcher is very different than the stress on a position player or an outfielder. You know, because like it's all riding on Otani versus you know just when when you play again. And I don't want to make it sound like I think that any of this is easy. It's not obviously, but like. It's different to be pitching and the 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 defense starts with you as opposed to being a position player where you are expected to perform at a high level when the ball comes to you. Yeah. But that's not every single time. Yeah. And I just want to. So it's just different. Yeah. And I and I also kind of want to point out is that like like Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, these really great offensive players and also great defensive players, but they're also outfield. They're not like making defensive plays 
like the infield is too. So I, I think like you got to look at that in terms of, you know, like when you look at someone like Kim Ha-sung or, or Tommy Edmund, who are, who are not only running, but they're like throwing their bodies. Now, I'm not saying that the outfield doesn't do that, but the infield does it a little bit more aggressively, in my opinion, than the outfield does. Anyway, but it was just, it's just kind of weird to hear these analysts and these commentators to make these kind of sweeping generalizations when it's just, at the, at the end of the day, it's, and Rich Eisen does say this a lot on, on his show. He's just like, we're getting used to Shohei Otani being such a great elite two-way player that we're forgetting what he is actually doing. And Rich Eisen yeah. is a huge Yankees fan. He's a huge Yankees fan. He actually announced on his show that he's at, um, he's he's watching. Um, he went to, he has or he's going to the games of um, at Anaheim. Um, since the Yankees are in town for their series. And even the biggest Yankees fan, Rich Eisen, is talking about how, like, we're forgetting how good Shohei Otani is. We're just getting too used to it. And and that's that's kind of sad because we shouldn't get used to this because we don't know how many more years we're going to get of Shohei Otani um, pitching and hitting at this elite level. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens um, in terms of who's most valuable to their team. I have to say, I think it's Shohei, but uh, you know, they're both very good players. It's a little bit similar to like what's going on with the AL Rookie of the Year. You know, is like, listen, this is it's it's a tight race. Like, there's these guys are good, um, and that's exciting because that means that like the mm-hmm. like the the competitive the level of uh, how competitive everybody is is high because they're all very talented. Yeah. Um, and you know, uh, as an awards loser, <laughs> I have to say that um, awards don't actually, you know, it doesn't actually, it's not anything. Uh, it's just it's it's an arbitrary, you know, award. But um, it is important for uh, it's important to you know talk about the conversation, talk about like why why people are being like overlooked or whatever it is yeah and also you know it's also just like if you think about like mvp mvp yes it's mvp to your team it's the mvp who who's just statistically doing amazing stuff it's the mvp of like doing things that hasn't been done before or hasn't been done in a long time and you know the reason why we're talking about aaron judge is so so much is because he's gonna be the first player in the non like roid era or at least like in a very long time to hit 60 home runs in a, in a season. And that's really big news, but it's also just like, think about like the MVP of the sport of baseball, because the sport of baseball is going through a crisis right now. It was reported that Rob Carew, hall of famer, legend, former twins legend, and also angels legend. Yes. Yes. I, I just brought that up. Angels legend. It was reported by The Athletic last week that him, along with Hall of Famers, got into a very heated conversation with the commissioner of MLB talking about how, like, the shift is ruining baseball, talking about how, like, we're too... I agree. Um, Rob Crew was talking about how, like, we are, like, stats and, like, 
um, like launch angles and too, like all this other stuff is kind of messing with players' heads and it's kind of ruining the game and we're relying on all this stuff. And, and of course, like they're talking about attendance numbers and, and um, the popularity and the discourse of baseball and the sport. But the one thing like you, I, I also like would want um, commentators and analysts to write about is who is uh, helping to revitalize that aspect of the sport, right? Because it, you know, it is interesting that so many Hall of Famers were so angry at the commissioner that that the Athletic reported that these conversations that Hall of Famers typically have with the commissioner are kept under the wraps. But because so many Hall of Famers are angry about the current state of baseball that the reporters found out and they're actually talking to reporters about this. And so if you're thinking about like the state of baseball within the country and what's going on with the sport, also it's like, who's the MVP that's revitalizing the sport? Who's making people excited to watch baseball? And I would argue that Shohei Otani has revitalized the sport in a way that I don't think Aaron Judge has because Otani has international appeal. And he has gotten, the fact that he has gotten South Koreans excited about him is kind of a feat. Knowing our, our <laughs> knowing our people's history, I mean Shohei. Shut the shut the <laughs> fuck up, Scott. Wounds wounds are still broken. Wounds have still not. We still we still need Shohei and Naomi to get together to complete the complete the healing. I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Kim said it. But but <laughs> but I mean it's also yeah. I mean. It, It'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, I, I think that a lot of people agree with us that it, it's a, it's it's a hard it's a hard uh, comparison to make because they're both very elite, but they're not doing the same thing. So it's hard to make that comparison. Yeah. So everyone should just listen to our metrics since there aren't no established metrics when it comes to this. Then just listen to ours. You're welcome. We're doing the work for you. Um that's right. And also, Kim could all, yeah, Rich Eisen. I mean, like, I think Kim would be a very interesting addition to Rich Eisen's show. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. I'm available to be on any shows. Yeah. I mean, I think we all should be on one of these shows. You're the best looking um, out of the three of us. So I think, <laughs> I think you're more. I've got the face for radio. <laughs> I think you have the face for MLB Network. Or Rich Eisen show wow. because that that is that is a podcast, but also it's recorded, it's on camera. So there you go. Just just throwing. I am just throwing things out there. My manager Naomi over here uh, pitching me for jobs. Yep. yep. <laughs> that's right. With thirty very important um, people. That's right. It, 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 uh, yes, a hundred percent. That's correct. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean. Uh, who knows who knows what's gonna happen who knows what's gonna happen we're all gonna find out together isn't that fun isn't that fun everybody we're all gonna find out together yeah. yes very yeah. excited Ooh, there is one more thing i do want to bring up um that i think our yes. view our her viewers our listeners would would appreciate there is a new show on netflix which is already an existing show in South Korea. It's called A Clean Sweep. And the premise of this show is that they have retired KBO players who are very legendary. 
Um, they, they all come out of retirement and they play baseball games against some, against, you know, amateur players, college teams, and, uh, elite high school baseball teams. And I watched the first episode and it was super fun. Um, watching these KBL players just rib on each other and they're all out of retirement. Like they have four starting pitchers and all of them are like, yeah, we've won like 160 games. And then they realize, oh, they're playing against uh, one of South Korea's top high school baseball teams. And they're like, are our arms going to last? I don't think our arms going to Four of us. And they're all like ripping, ribbing on each other, being like, you got, you have to at least pitch three innings. You have to at least pitch three innings. You can't, can't um, bring in the relievers anyway, but it's, it's super exciting. It's super fun. If you want to like get to know some of uh, KBO's finest players back in the day and get to see uh, retired old men try to play baseball and then also get to see like the future of Korean baseball play against these guys, play against these legends. And um, the first episode, they had a pitcher who can pitch 95 miles per hour already already can pitch 95 miles per hour and he's already being scouted by the MLB. So it's really interesting to see like how the past and the future are coming together in this really fun variety series. It The episodes are very long because they are Korean variety shows and unfortunately you cannot watch it on 2.0 speed. Yes, uh, the first episode is 119 yes. minutes, which is pretty standard for <laughs> Korean TV. Yeah. But it's, um, but it's, I think it's really, really funny. But what I found to be really interesting is that this is not Korea's like first iteration of this show. They had a series, um, they have a current series that's in its second season of um, retired Korean legendary athletes, um, like Olympic speed skaters, Olympic swimmers, Olympic uh, Taekwondo uh, athletes. I don't know what you call people who do Taekwondo, like Taekwondo player, athlete. Anyway, but yeah, fencers and and also retired KBO players who who play soccer that are being coached by um, Korea's one of Korea's most legendary um, soccer players, An Jung Won. But what was really interesting, what I read about this article, and they did the same with uh, this basketball league. But what I found to be really funny is that um, they were trying to think about doing the same format for the baseball show, but they realized that you it's much easier for legendary athletes to play soccer or to play basketball but it's very hard for these legendary um base uh legendary athletes to play baseball so that's why they can only use retired kbo athletes because you can be an olympic swimmer but you still can't hit a a 90 mile per hour fastball coming down yeah (laughs) or catch the ball yeah yeah. So if you are bored and you need something to do, a clean sweep is available streaming on Netflix. Just FYI, if you are watching that show with subtitles, you are kind of missing a lot because it's not fast enough to capture everything and also like all the graphics that come up. But it's a it's a good show if you want to know a little bit about the KBO. Tight. Yeah. Tight. Do we have anything else? for this this another behemoth episode well on that note let's go ahead and wrap this up thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of asians and baseball and we will be back next week with more asians and baseball bye
Thanks for tuning in to Asians in Baseball. Connect with us on Instagram at Asians in Baseball, on Twitter at AZNs in Baseball, email us at Asiansinbaseball at gmail.com, or drop us an audio message on Anchor. Thanks.